Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is Az. Hello as well if you're listening on the podcast. Um, if you're not aware, all of our videos get uh, transformed into podcasts, so you can check them out on Spotify, uh, Google or Apple uh, Podcasts as well. Um, or if you're listening on the podcast, check us out on YouTube as well. We've got uh, daily videos over pre-season, uh, ramping up to two videos a day uh, being streamed when the season starts. Um, today, we're going to be talking about value players. So you might have your dream team in mind with all of the most expensive players in the world, but obviously we all know that you can't do that. You've got to find players that are going to score highly relative to their price point. And this is exactly what this video um, is going to look at. Um, all the things I'm going to be talking about today um, are available on the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Um, they've got some uh, great tools on there today to compare players, um, to look at uh, your team and how it is projected to do over, the, over the, the coming weeks and over the season. And of course, stats tables, which is what I'm going to be talking about quite a lot um, in this video. So this is your final chance, if you're listening on the Thursday, um, to lock in last season's price. Uh, the price will go up on the 8th of July. Um, so if you're listening to this uh, on the 7th, make sure you lock that in. If you listen to the 8th, sorry, it's a bit too late, but of course, it's still uh, well worth it. So head over to fantasyfootballscout.co.uk um, to check out the tools. Right. So what is value? So there's different ways in which you can calculate the value um, of a player. Um, what I've done in its kind of simplest form um, is essentially take the price of the players uh, this season and look at their points scored over last season. And I've just divided their points by their price to give a value uh, metric. The higher the value metric, uh, the better that player has performed in relation um, to their price tag. So, for example, a, uh, a player who's, who's kind of worth six, 6.5 million, um, if they got you sort of 140, 150 points, that would be an absolute success. They'd be really feature really highly um, on this kind of chart. If, for example, you owned a 11 million or 12 million forward um, and they only got you 140, 150 points, that would be really poor value um, and you could have spent that money um, elsewhere. Um, the one thing that's difficult to kind of really work out where it fits into this is is captaincy. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that kind of as we go. Um, but for now, let's just look at the players in terms of their points. And I'm going to be looking at things like minutes per FPL point as well, um, because obviously just looking at the total points doesn't take into account things like bans and AFCON and players missing out through injury um, and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to look at a few different ways in which we can uh, measure um, value um, in this video. So we're going to start here. We're going to start with the most simplest one, which is what I've just mentioned. Um, at the top of this chart is Allison. So 176 points uh, for Allison with a price of 5.5. Five. Uh, it was brilliant value um, for him. He's a pri he's priced at 5.5 five this season. He was 6 million last season. So he's actually had a price drop um, despite a goalkeeper getting close to 200 points. Um, I think if Allison, you know, was was for another club and we, you know, like a Martinez who we've seen in previous seasons or Pope, I think there'd be a big sort of appeal of, of paying 5.5 and, and trying to tap into those points. 
The issue, of course, with with Liverpool is there's so many options in across their squad that you might want to get. You've got you know Salah, Diaz, Robertson, Trent. You know we might see Nunes come into it. A lot of people are looking at Jota, for example. Um, so you know even even players like Van Dijk and Matip, um, are, are they're all options. They're they're the team with by far the most options. So locking yourself into a goalkeeper. Um, can be a bit scary, but I can see why people would be tempted when you consider how many points he got for, for how cheap he is. Um, looking down the list, what I've tried to do here is I've, I've essentially tried to build um, a team, and that'll be the next screen that we see, a team of these kind of value picks. Um, a, there's a lot of goalkeepers that feature highly um, on this list because of how um, how cheap they are, but they play every minute and they make saves. There isn't often a huge amount between a lot of the keepers. Alisson really was the kind of standout um, goalkeeper there. Jose Sarr is third on the value list, 146 points he got. And the, there's a group of goalkeepers clustered around that kind of 130 to 150 um, mark. So I worry a little bit less when it comes to, to value of, of keepers, unless you really see someone kind of standing out. Um, we didn't really get that last season. Um, it didn't really matter if you were in the kind of 4.5 or 5 bracket or, or, or whatever. Uh, Ramsdale was doing it for the first half of the season. So was Saar, but both of those players kind of dropped off towards the end. Um, and we saw some 4.5 keepers doing well. Sanchez, for example, if you kept him whole season, he got something like 130 points, which isn't that far off what um, you know some of these other, other players got. And he was the cheapest starting goalkeeper in the game. Um, you've also got a lot of defenders um, on him as well. So Cash actually comes second on this list, 147 points um, he got. He's only going to set you back 5 million. I believe that's a price drop from last season again. So looking at defence, we're all piling into these these expensive wing-backs, but th this indicates there could be some really good uh, value players to be had who are going to score well over the season in relation to, to what they cost. So if you're thinking of going you know, four at the back, maybe even five at the back, um, a player like Cash, a player like Gabriel as well, he got 146 points, only one point less than, than Cash. Uh, features really strongly. Um, you've also got players like Matip as well, who was 5 million at the start of the last season. He's gone up to six, but he's still seventh on the list, even at six. If he got 170 points again, be really, really good value. Um, Van Dijk, I mean, eight. So both the centre-backs actually offering better value um, for their points than the likes of Trent um, and Robertson, which is something interesting to think about when we think about how many people are going to be piling in on those of those fullbacks, um, paying a little bit less for the likes of Matip and Van Dijk, that money, you, what you do with that money, if you invest that well, um, it could be worth it. Then again, like I said in my video yesterday, I think Robertson and, and Trent can hit the heights of even higher um, than they did um, last season. Uh, Cancelo's in one. Cancelo's in fifth um, here, so 201 points for him at 7 million. I mean, that is basically as, as good as it gets, um, I think. You know, getting 201 points from a 7 million Asset is absolutely incredible. Uh, 7.5 Trent, for example, is is there. Uh, you know, if your if your strikers are getting 200 points, if your midfielders are getting 200 points, and they cost, you know, even 10, 11 million, you're going to be happy with that. So absolutely fantastic value um, that he was. Uh, looking a bit further down, you've got uh, Ward Prowse. You got we dropped right down from Van Dyke to Ward Prowse. This is kind of eliminating, uh, you know, um, a lot of goalkeepers and, and defenders. Now we've already got our our kind of back five, uh, which is Cash, Gabriel, Cancelo, Mapetif, and Van Dyke. Uh, you've got loads of defenders and goalkeepers right the way down to Ward Prowse, who's our first midfielder um, there in, in 31st place. 159 points, uh, 6.5. Uh, he will cost you this season. Again, really good value uh, for him. Plays every minute, unlikely to be affected by the five sub rule. Depends kind of how something to get on, but but looks really good. Uh, you've got Bowen then in, in, 30, in 32nd. Interesting that, you know, Bowen got 206 points. Absolutely incredible return. Uh, you know, five points more than, than Cancelo, who obviously costs a lot less. Bowen's had this big price hike 
uh, whereas Cancelo's um, gone, I think he's gone up from six or seven, so he's, he's, he has gone up a fair bit, but he could even have been pushed up even more. I think Bowen at 8-5 is, is on the pricey end of, of a player um, like him. Can he repeat that season? Can West Ham have such a good season? Uh, remains to be seen, um, but he'll cost you 8.5, and if he repeated that, that 206 points, that would obviously still be great value. Uh, and then you've got Conor Gallagher on here as well. I mean, he cost 6 million, got 140 points. Uh, currently, he's at Chelsea. We're wondering if he's going to get on loan somewhere. Um, if he does, he could obviously represent great value um, again, particularly if he goes back to Palace. Vieira knows how to kind of get the most out of him, um, but we'll have to kind of wait and see um, on that. Um, looking down to the other list, we've got uh, Madison next um, in 50th. Um, and then you've I've, I've added some other players in who I think are interesting picks and good value picks uh, in Sacco, Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, uh, Trossard, Son is there, 250 points, even at 12. He's in 54th, if you're including him. So he's our first kind of premium um, asset that we see. Notice his sort of salary is nowhere to be seen on this list, for example. Uh, Zaha, Fornals, even Rodri makes the list. You've got to go down to Mount, Veltman, and right, you've got to go right down to 80th uh, before you find um, Tony, Adam Tony. Uh, so our first striker, who obviously we've got to select um, in our squad. So what does that mean? Well, that gives us uh, a team that you can sort of conceivably put together. Um, we've got Allison in goal as our sort of uh, best budget uh, player in the game, uh, along with Van Dijk, Cancelo, Gabriel, Matip um, and Cash. So five at the back. The value really is in defence um, this season, as we talked about. Um, a midfielder, Ward Prowse, Bowen, Gallagher and Madison. And then up front, um, Ivan Tony, And I believe that leaves about nine million um, in the bank <laughs> or something like that. Uh, what we haven't got here, of course, is, is a premium asset. And this is where the kind of captaincy element really comes into this. How do you factor captaincy in when you're talking about the value um, of a player? Um, I've thought really hard about this, working out ways in which we, we could kind of do this. Um, I debated kind of doubling everyone's points to see what their value was if they sort of if you captained that player for every week but then that doesn't really work because obviously you can only captain one player um, every week um, so in the end what I thought I'd do is I'd just captain Salah's points let's just assume that you captain Salah um, every week um, 38 game weeks and where would that kind of rank him on the value uh, chart uh, and what that does is that pushes him up to up to first by quite a considerable way. We've got you 530 points in total, cost you 13 million, um, and that house Allison um, back. Again, there's limitations to this because obviously if you didn't captain Salah, you'd captain someone else and then their, their points would go up and then their value would increase. So it's not the kind of perfect metric. And it's more of a question for you to think about is where is how important do you consider this kind of captaincy um, element to be? For me, it's so important to have a player who brings in reliable, consistent returns. You could go without any premiums at all. You could focus purely on getting value um, for money um, and, and try and build a team around that. But then you're going to be hopping between different players, trying to jump onto halls um, every week. Whereas when you go for a premium asset, they might have penalties playing an attacking size like Man City, Spurs, uh, Liverpool. You kind of guarantee yourself at least chances in every game to, to do well. Um, so I think the, the captaincy is really important. I would strongly suggest that people have at least one premium um, in their side. Like I talked about yesterday as well, I think this kind of double up with, with Salah and one of the Man City players is so important, particularly for those first five weeks where they play four promoted teams um, across those five games. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what you all what you all think of that. How how important you regard that kind of captaincy element? It's a huge thing in the game. It's a difficult one to get right. It can lead to huge points um, and things like that. If you're brave to kind of you know go without Salah or go maybe go with just one premium and, and invest that money around, do you think you can get enough value from your players to not have that kind of captaincy option? 
I think that's something really important um, to consider. Um, if we add a premium to that team that I just mentioned, um, we still have five at the back. Uh, it's Allison in goal, Cancelo, Gabriel, Matip, Cash, Cody, Salah, Ward-Prowse, Bowen, Madison, and Tony up front. Now, I actually don't think this is a bad team um, at all. So if we, if we build a team sort of purely off the kind of um, value uh, metrics that we kind of talked about, um, there isn't really too many weaknesses here. I mean, there's still quite, quite a lot of money in the bank. Um, if you don't think Cody, for example, is going to repeat um, you know, what we saw from him from, from Wolves, where they had a really good defensive season, he got a couple of goals, but kind of trade off to the end. There's money in the bank to do something like Cody to Trent um, or Robertson, um, but that means you'd have to sacrifice one of Salah, uh, Matip um, and Alisson, which is what I've had to do here. I had to lose Van Dijk uh, because obviously Salah came in. Um, so Van Dijk... Uh, had sort of left the team um, for Cody uh, coming in, but there is still money in the bank. You want to go for another city defender or something like that. And I think, you know, that, that front five, Salah, Ward, Prowse, Bowen, Madison, Tony, there's no Man City players there. There's no Spurs players there, but it's a good solid team. I would expect this team to do well again next season. And I'd expect all of these players to feature highly um, if we did this kind of experiment uh, next year um, as well. So, yeah, I think this is, if you were purely looking at value players, I think this would actually be a solid base um, to kind of start with your team and then you've got money in the bank to, to do some upgrades. Let's take a look at another way of doing it and this is looking at uh, points per minute. Now, this is quite interesting because we, we get a, a, a kind of a different sort of idea of, of players here. Um, so what I've done here is look at points per minute and, and looked at their price as well, obviously, um, and then sort of uh, combine them together to give a score um, which which indicates kind of how uh, good that player is at scoring points for your team, essentially, um, at, at relative to their price. So this doesn't include the, the total they've done. It just includes kind of the games they've played and the points they've scored. So right at the top of the list, someone we talked about um, yesterday is, is Chilwell. Chilwell features first. Um, you know, minutes per point of 10 is is the best in the league um, over the season. But given he had quite a limited sample, uh, we got Doherty in there. Um, as well. Uh, I left him in. We're not sure what's going to happen with Spurs in that right wing's back spot. There's talks about Jed Spence coming in. Um, we have seen Doherty moving over to the left. With this five sub rule, are we going to see Doherty sort of have significant minutes? He was so good for them towards the end of the last season before that injury. Um, I was tempted to kind of leave him out. I've, I've left out some players from this from this table who just aren't really options for us, like Bergwijn, for example, does really well on minutes per field point, but you're never going to have him sort of in your team. Um, but I was debating whether leaving Doherty in. In the end, I thought I'd leave him in. If they don't sign Spence, maybe even if they do, and, and we're seeing that he's playing quite a lot of minutes, the, the points he was getting, um, per, per start and per appearance were, were really high. So he's in the side. Uh, Reese James is next. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, having two Chelsea uh, fullbacks and wingbacks in this, even if you filter this by points, you know, we're looking at these options and, and two of the, f and the th first three players that we've talked about um, are all defenders, two of them being uh, from Chelsea. So again, great value uh, over there. Um, Visser is an interesting one. Visser in seventh, he's 5.5 million. Um, when the price was first announced for him, I think people were quite excited about him. Um, he showed real glimpses of, of looking like a quality player last season. Um, what is interesting is, is Neto coming in at 5-5 five five as well. Uh, he was kind of recovering from his injuries, had this big price drop. Now everyone's turning there, but I do wonder if Visser could be someone um, who does well. Nine, 92 points um, for him last season, uh, but 15 minutes per FPL point um, as well. For example, that's not that much worse than the Doherty, who was 14, uh, Reese James 13, something like that. So Visser is, is definitely one uh, to watch. And I think people have gone a bit cold on him at the moment. So he might be someone who, who ends up as a bit of a differential. A bit further down the list, uh, we've got Tierney. 
Um, always a player who I've loved to own, but never got in. And I'm always sort of quite glad that I haven't when, when he does um, end up get injured. Uh, but he's down to five million now. Uh, if he can stay fit, we know what kind of good option he is. Uh, looking at Elise next, uh, 5.5 million mid, um, 17 minutes per point. Um, for him, his sort of role in the team is, is really kind of up in the air. We never know how many minutes he's going to play. I really do feel like if he gets a run in the team, a good run in the team, gets that full kind of backing of Vieira, he's really someone to watch. And that's what this list is about. This table is about players who not necessarily didn't play a lot last season or play in every game. But if they can break into that first team, they're going to offer really, really strong options um, for next season. Mares is there. Mares is always there on these lists. Uh, down to eight, 135 points. Um, for him, a minutes per field point of 12 when he does play. We know what a good option he is when he does start. Um, again, Chilwell's top of this is with 10. So not far off of Chilwell levels. But again, it's those security of starts and the minutes that he plays. It's my boy next. Bruno Gamirash, he's there, 6 million. Uh, interesting to know his role we're going to see from him next season. Our Newcastle going to go out and buy uh, another centre mid. Will we see Gamirash dropping a bit deeper? Are we going to see him, you know, how is he going to play with Willock, who was injured a bit as well last year? Um, is he going to carry on the same box-to-box or will they use him in a kind of deeper role? Uh, we'll probably see over pre-season. And I think we'll have a good idea about how Newcastle are going to line up given the, the signings um, that they're going to make. So hopefully we see Gamirish at the kind of top of any midfield three. And then he can do what uh, we kind of saw from him uh, doing last season, making great runs into the box and, and scoring uh, scoring goals. Uh, eight Nori, 4.5. Great price for him, particularly with um, the injuries Wolves have got in defence. Tomato's out, for example. Uh, Marcel's getting on a bit as well. So we're going to expect Eight Nori to start on the left wing back position. Only 87 points last season, but minutes per point of 21. Um, which is really nice. Uh, I think you know he, he's if Wolves can get that defensive strategy back, I think he's a better option than, than uh, Cody, for example, who's going to cost you five. Um, you've got to go right down to forty third to find your first goalkeeper. If we're looking at minutes per FPL point, I think that shows the difference between sort of looking at overall points for goalkeepers and this minutes per FPL point. Um, it's Raya who does best in terms of minutes per FPL points across all goalkeepers. Obviously missed a big chunk of last season through injury, um, but performed really well when he was kind of in the side. Um, and strikers was really tough because there was. Wasn't any good strikers for ages. I think Tony was something like two hundredth um, on the list uh, when I when I looked at the value um, using using price and minutes per points. Um, the first player who came up who I thought could realistically be an option for us next season is Daka. Um, he was bought for a lot of money from Leicester. His seventeen uh, minutes per points is is high. He he, he did do well when, when he played, but didn't really get a lot of chances. And that was despite Vardy, you know, missing missing out through injury. Um, Ianacho's knocking around. We've got Vardy back now. I do wonder if next season though we might start seeing a bit more of a shift towards um, Dakar as that kind of lone frontman. So again, not someone I'd advise starting the season with, but someone um, to definitely monitor. So if we're building a team uh, of uh, best value players based on points per minute and price, that gives you a team that looks like this. And again, I don't think this looks too bad um, as well. Uh, so you've got Raya um, in goal. Uh, we've got Tierney, Doherty, James, Aitnori and Chilwell. And you've got Mares, Bruno Gamiresh, Elise, Visser. Um, and Dakar. So again, if you're looking for kind of cheap players, if you're looking for differentials, if you're looking for players who you think, you know, maybe you think this is going to be Mahrez's year because Sterling's leaving. Um, you know, we know what kind of uh, you know, what kind of um, he, he can offer. If you're looking at a player like Elise and thinking this is going to be his breakout season, these are players that you want to add to your watch list. Really keep your eye on um, players like James and Chilwell and Ray are, are great for the start of the season. Some other players that we're showing here maybe later on in the season could kind of emerge as those breakout um, players. Um, so hopefully this has been useful. Um, it's been quite fun putting this this kind of stuff together. Hope it's talking about some players that you maybe haven't considered 
um, so much. Um, if you have liked the video, uh, do consider um, dropping me a like um, on the video. Make sure you subscribe uh, to the channel as well. And I'll be back uh, tomorrow, uh, which uh, tomorrow on the 8th, uh, with the first uh, team draft of Gianni Petici. So look forward to seeing you all there. Thanks, guys.